0: Welcome to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast. We're passionate about helping you restore your metabolism for confidence, energy, and fat loss without giving up the foods you love.
1: We're your hosts, Josh and Brittany. Listen for simple, easy-to-follow tips and strategies that you can start implementing today to get long-term results.
0: We're so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: (laughs)
2: Welcome back to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast topic for today is how to handle hunger and should you eat when you're not hungry
1: yeah i feel like this is a very confusing topic Mm -hmm. it is very confusing (laughs) yeah because hunger is quite normal but if we listen to our body that in in normal terms i should eat Mm -hmm. so
2: but some people are doing that and then they end up overweight Exactly.
1: So So what's going um, on? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. And I'm (laughs) excited to see where this goes. Yeah. So how do you want to start?
2: Well, let's talk about what happens in a calorie deficit. Like, why do you get hungry in a calorie deficit? I mean, we know it's because when you're eating less calories than you burn, naturally, you're going to be hungry because your body needs energy. And and energy is calories. Calories are energy. So your body is sending the signal to your brain and it says, hey, uh, you're hungry. You need to eat because you need energy. And the only way I can give you energy is by you eating. So eat, eat, eat. And that's where the hunger signal comes in. And a lot of things impact hunger. And that's like, eating less than you burn, not eating enough like maybe exercising a lot can send that signal up. Um, also certain foods can increase that signal and then not sleeping enough can also increase that signal. So there's a lot of different ways that we' we're, we're told our bodies are telling us that we're hungry.
1: Yeah, we get that signal a lot through like like I said, even lack of sleep, our bodies thinking that I didn't sleep enough, I'm tired. The answer to being tired is, I need more energy. Mm-hmm. I get energy from food. You're hungry. That's right. kind of like the mental math. We do the same thing with stress, too. We When we get stressed, it's that fight or flight where it's that saber-toothed tiger. We go back. We, we're scared. So we want to do something to fix that. And many times it's, I'm stressed. What is a relieving activity? It's eating because we enjoy eating. So mm-hmm. um, we think the answer or we misplace the the reasoning behind the stress. We think it's hunger mm-hmm. and it's actually just like some version of stress.
0: But
2: I think it's important to point out that hunger is actually a good thing. This is your, your body is working. Your body is sending the signal out that it needs something right now. It's trying to tell you that it needs something. So We need to listen to it in one way or another. Does it mean reach for food? Maybe, maybe not. But ultimately, your body is trying to tell you something. So we need to listen and take something away from that.
1: Yes. And the other thing to put in perspective, especially if you're in a calorie deficit, maybe you're a little bit overweight, and that's the reason you're choosing to be in that calorie deficit, is there is an imbalance between those hunger cues and starvation cues.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's
1: a difference between the hunger cues and what you need to have the adequate amount of energy for your healthiest self.
0: When we
2: feel that hunger signal come on, what can we what can we do about it?
1: I think the what? best thing to do when you feel that hunger signal come is take a step back, look at the why, mm-hmm. look at what have you ate today? How was your sleep today? Did you exercise? How has the week looked? And uh, a fault that we typically see with clients, or at least clients that have come to us, is they're in such a calorie deficit during the week that they feel like they're starving themselves. And that equates to a very big binge on the weekend. And that's just, there needs to be some realization that you didn't eat enough during the week, you should have had a smaller calorie deficit that is a little bit more sustainable. And so just kind of take a step back.
2: And you can even do a calorie deficit for like five days out of the week and on the weekend go up to maintenance for two days instead mm-hmm. of jumping into a surplus or a big binge. That's one way you can-
1: Yeah, in the, the end, it. the it's the average is what we're looking at. Over the course of seven days, 30 days- are your calories lower than what they would be at maintenance that's that's all you need to lose weight mm-hmm.
2: so what are some things that we can do to to pro- to help minimize that hunger signal
1: drink water i think that's a <laughs> that's a good one because mm-hmm. i think a lot of times when we're hung or when we're bored we think it's hunger mm-hmm. and we could drink water we could go for a walk sometimes it's just getting our mind off that feeling of hunger. Because again, if we took that step back and think, well, I had a great breakfast and I had a great lunch. So maybe I'm not hungry. Maybe I'm bored. So a walk could fix that. Water could fix that.
2: So basically what you're saying is there are two types of hunger. There's a physical hunger and there's a psychological hunger. So you have to ask yourself and take a step back and say, well, which hunger am I experiencing right now? And it takes some time to figure out sometimes which one it actually is because the signal's still there. It's still real. So it could be boredom. It could be comfort you're seeking. And none of these things are wrong. And it could be actual physical hunger because maybe you had a little more aggressive workout than you normally do. So it can be helpful to go for a walk. It can be helpful to maybe sit down and journal about your feelings about your hunger and try to understand, or maybe just take some notes on your phone or something like that to try to understand these feelings and figure out, is it physical? Is it psychological?
1: Yeah. And I love that you use that perspective because so much of it is the psychological component. And many times when I think about hunger, it's as a result of some type of boredom. And the remedy for that is, doing something. And honestly, what I feel like has been um, diminished in the last few decades is call a friend. You're looking for some type of connection. Mm -hmm. You're looking for some type of... You talked about journaling. Journaling is a way to connect with your feelings and a way to connect with really what's important for you, your core why. is something we talk about a lot here. And I feel like that core feeling we all want is just connection. I don't know too many times I've gotten off the phone with a good friend just to catch up and been like, man, I'm in a worse mood than I was before. (laughs) So it's going to brighten your day. And it's really what we're all looking for is a little bit more connection.
2: So as far as some practical tips that people can do in order to minimize that feeling is by one, by eating enough protein. Yes. For one thing, because Mm -hmm. protein is the most satiating macronutrient of all the macronutrients. So by eating protein, enough of it, you're at least going to be fuller for longer.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's little protein snacks. If you do like to have a lot of small meals, if you want to have three big meals, just making sure you're getting enough protein throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So you're not overloading the front half of the day. And then on the back half of the day, you find that you don't have it anymore. So it's something to think about how can you allocate your protein throughout the day.
2: And along those same lines is eating uh, at least around 80% of a whole unprocessed food diet, because unprocessed foods take longer for your body to digest and therefore helps you stay fuller for longer. And they also usually have a higher fiber content Mm -hmm. and that fiber content can also help you stay fuller for longer.
1: Yeah. And it goes back to that psychological component too, is if I'm usually with something that's very highly processed, has all like the fats, the sugars, those type of things in it, it's going to be a very small item. Mm -hmm. But if I Take a similar item, but the minimally processed version, my plate is ginormous. Yeah, so there's that psychological component where I feel like that lunch was a lot bigger Mm -hmm. than it actually was. So there is some psychological component, too, to just using minimally processed foods for 80% of your diet.
2: Mm -hmm. And it is a physical component too, because it is physically a bigger volume of food. So you are putting a bigger volume in your stomach, which is going to help you feel fuller for longer. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, those unprocessed foods tend to be designed to make you crave more, which can actually lead to overeating unintentionally.
1: Yeah. And this is another thing, and again, maybe slightly controversial, where we look at like diet cokes or zero calorie processed foods or that are very low calorie, but they're still designed for you to eat more mm-hmm. or you to drink more. And even though they may be very low calorie, there is a risk there. And that's something that you as a individual have to look within to say, can I manage this risk with this low calorie? Because
2: and the risk is a lot of studies say that even though these are low calorie beverages, most people tend to replace those calories with something else.
1: Mm -hmm. Another thing I want to make sure that we mention with this feeling of hunger, and thinking about the food is making sure your calorie deficit isn't too low or too high, I guess. So your overall calorie intake isn't too low because we've talked about, we just need a small calorie deficit and we're going to see a lot of progress in terms of losing weight. So that calorie deficit shouldn't be too drastic where you're constantly feeling hungry.
2: You're much more likely to see results if you just have a very small calorie deficit, as you said, versus a large one, because you're more likely to be consistent over a longer period of time. And that consistency is what leads to results.
1: Yeah. And the consistency is going to build those sustainable habits that you're going to want to take with you a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. And we see this time and time again with like shows like The Biggest Loser. They lose a bunch of weight with mm-hmm. these drastic calorie deficits it. Yes, it works. But 95% of them gain that
2: weight back because it was unsustainable strategies. The hunger is too overwhelming mm-hmm. afterwards. And they end up going back to their original ways of eating, which was to maintain a much larger body. So they end up just putting the weight right back on.
1: Yeah. And we, we say often, two, three, four years from now, you won't care that it took six months for you to get to your target weight, or it took you six weeks You're just glad that it happened and that you're still at that lower weight. So take your time, focus on sustainable habits, and that's going to end up with a happier, healthier life on the back end.
0: Real quick, if you haven't already downloaded our macros and metabolism makeover guide, you're going to want to do that as soon as possible. It's a great resource to learn how to safely and sustainably lose fat and manage your weight on your own without any crazy detoxes or calorie restrictions. Visit our website at prettyhealthyfamily.com or check out the show notes to download it. Okay, back to the episode.
1: One of the other things that really is helpful in terms of making sure those hunger cues stay at bay is the other things besides food. It's working working out it's your sleep dialing in those things to match Mm -hmm. the energy levels of the food you're taking in so if i'm only sleeping five to six hours hunger cues, they're going to be ramped up.
2: So when you don't sleep, your body is going to send out the hunger hormone ghrelin, which is going to send the signal to your body to eat because it needs energy. And it's probably going to tell you to eat very calorie dense foods because those calorie dense foods contain a lot more energy. Mm -hmm. And that can end up, again, leading to overeating and it just because it makes you just so much hungrier when you don't sleep. So I think sleep is a really great point.
1: Yeah. And one of the other things we try to talk through is how your workouts are impacting your overall sleep and your overall um, nutrition. Because sometimes I'm going to have a much more aggressive workout. I may be a little bit hungrier. And yeah, it makes sense for me to eat a little bit more on that day. But if my sleep isn't dialed in and I'm just exhausting myself with workouts, then maybe the sleep and the workouts are the thing that I need to pay attention to. And it's not a nutrition problem. It's just I'm overextending myself.
2: Just to give you a summary of some things that you can do that we just spoke about that will help mitigate that hunger signal is eat enough protein, drink enough water, get enough sleep, and eat 80% of your diet from whole unprocessed foods and try to take a step back and figure out if it is physical or a psychological hunger.
1: Yeah. And the last thing I want to make sure I touch on is feeling hungry isn't a problem.
2: No. so Hunger is a great thing. That means your metabolism is revving.
1: Yeah. and, And they have these new studies around like fasting and things like that. And then One of the biggest benefits of fasting is to realize that sometimes the hunger gets strong, but you're still okay. Mm -hmm. You still can make it through. And that's really, the to me, the only benefit I see with fasting is really (laughs) that psychological benefit of I can feel these feelings and be okay on the back end. Um, So feeling hungry is not something you need to remedy all the time and immediately, but as long as you're taking that step back and thinking, what's going on? Am am I feeling lonely? Let's call a friend. That's a better solution Mm -hmm. instead of grabbing something to eat. If am I working myself out too hard? Let's scale back the workouts or let's fix our diet. There are solutions to all the different feelings that we sometimes mistake as hunger.
2: And I think that brings us to another really good question is, should you eat when you're not hungry? Because we're going to be getting that signal oftentimes, and we know that we probably shouldn't eat, but maybe we should or shouldn't we?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. And this has been a struggle for me, because <laughs> I've been trying to gain weight, trying to gain a little bit more muscle mass. And as I do the calculations, it's I'm sometimes two, three, four, five hundred 500 calories below where I should be for the day. And I feel like I'm just shoving down food. <laughs> and Sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. It all depends on really how I'm feeling that day. but I also can't trust those hunger horm- like those hunger cues each time.
2: Yeah. And I think it also depends on your goals as well as your history. So your goals are bulking. So Mm -hmm. there are times when you're going to have to eat when you're not hungry. Mm -hmm. And there's just no other way around that. But Mm -hmm. your goals are to put on muscle Mm -hmm. and you want to put it on fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's someone whose goals are or someone whose history has been under eating and they just don't have the hunger signals because the, their body has shut those signals down because they've been under eating for so long. Their body has just basically believes that they're in a famine and there is no food. So it stops sending these signals. So for that person, they may need to encourage themselves to eat breakfast even if they don't feel like it, to eat lunch even when they don't feel like it because it's going to take time for those hunger signals to turn back on. We always like to say, you have to earn the right to intuitive eat, especially if you have been burying those signals for so long, and part of that is sometimes eating when you're not hungry,
1: yeah, and this goes back to this concept of metabolic adaptation, and when we're not eating enough our our brain has to make the decision whether we're putting those calories towards like moving our body or producing those hormones. And sometimes it has to make a sacrifice where it's going to say, well, we're moving our body today, so we're not producing those right hormones that will signal that hunger hormone. So Mm -hmm. because it has to make that choice, sometimes we have to override those cues to give us enough food, get Mm -hmm. the metabolism back in working order. Then we can start listening to those hunger cues. Mm -hmm. But like you say... You have to kind of earn that and make sure we're fixing the the core elements of our body first.
2: Yeah, I actually just had a client tell me yesterday. She said that she just started feeling really hungry all of a sudden. We've been working together for a little while now and just blown away by the hunger signals and like, this is a wonderful thing. We want those hunger signals to come back. So being hungry is a good thing. That's why we need to listen to it one way or another. But you need to ask yourself what your goals are and where your history was as to whether you should actually eat or not. Because it's going to vary vastly from person to person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's because sometimes you should eat and sometimes you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah,
1: And, and again... Sometimes it's going to take tracking with whether it's with a MyFitnessPal or through Mm -hmm. like the hand method with like a palm of protein, a fistful of uh, veggies, um, a cupped ham full of carbs those type of things sometimes are required to get to that intuitive eating that's down the road it's it's a mm-hmm. journey
2: the goal is intuitive eating in the end but yes yeah for all of us yeah it's a journey to get there and sometimes you need to do the tracking and also the progress photos and the measurements all of these are going to help you keep on track to make you sure to make sure that you are not eating too much of in a surplus and that way you can ease your anxiety along the way if you do need to eat when you're not hungry
1: yeah anything else
2: No, I think that pretty much covers it.
1: All right. Thanks for listening.
2: Thanks for listening. And you have a good day.
0: Stay pretty healthy. Stay pretty healthy. If you know you're ready to lose weight and build muscle while simultaneously improving your relationship with food, but would love some additional support, we're here to help you. We know that dieting too strictly for too long can slow your metabolism and we can help you restore it with our proven PHF method. We've helped hundreds of others reach their physique and health goals without having to give up the foods they love or constantly being on a diet. And we'd love to help you too. Fill out the obligation-free application in the show notes or at prettyhealthycoaching.com.